Welcome to the Copy Room Chat, the podcast for educators just like you. Do you want to gain quick tips and tools to use in your classroom? This podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Youngren. We are both educators and moms with 20 years of experience in education. Do you want to thrive, not just survive in your classroom? Then join us for a quick chat in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to the copy room. I am your host, Amy Youngren, along with Renee Hirano. Today we wanted to discuss upcoming student conferences, these meetings with our families. It looks different from school to school, but there are, there's often some anxiety, either as teachers, but also for families, there's some anxiety about these meetings. And we wanted to chat about that and highlight some solutions, hopefully. So Renee, how are you feeling about student conferences this year? Honestly, Amy, um, this, this year I'm feeling kind of what I normally feel. I'm a bit overwhelmed, right? Conferences come at the end of a quarter where you're trying to make sure you've met all the things that you've planned out for the quarter. You're getting through all that grading, mm-hmm. which is either piled up or you've been really on top of. There are two sets of us. Currently, I'm the first one. I'm not quite on top of it. (laughs) And then also then preparing for conferences, you know, there isn't even just that, like the scheduling of conferences and trying to find accommodating time for parents and, you know, also, you know, managing your own home life. And so I think there's also just that preparing for conferences, getting ready for conferences, you know, feeling like you have it all together. So I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Okay. I'll be honest this year. I'm also feeling a little, a little nervous. And I think every year I feel nervous, but I, I was kind of trying to think about like what's making me nervous. And I think this year, you know, for us, for me, and I think for a lot of people, we might not have as strong of family connections. Right. We don't have as many opportunities with families in the building. We, um, right. we might not see them as often. We might not talk to them as often. And so just these kind of organic interactions you might have with families. And so Right. I'm also feeling like this is an opportunity, but I'm also feeling like, man, I'm also like, this is when I'm kind of getting to know them, Mm -hmm. you know, one-on-one, but I'm also just like I am every year. I'm excited to share with families all the great work we've been doing, how hard, you know, the students have been working and what we've been doing all quarter. I do, I do love to kind of um, show all the things that we've been doing or, you know, get across to parents, the exciting, exciting things that we've been doing. So I have a little bit of that as well, but I would say the underlying overwhelming feeling for me is kind of like nervous and just kind of all the the to-do list, right. That checklist of things I need to get done. Right. And so, you know, that's all. I mean, I think, I think a lot of teachers can relate with that, you know, I think so too. A lot on our plates. So a lot on our plates. And I think, you know, you said it, there's once, it's so exciting to get to share this, but some of that, the ice that's usually broken at the door every day at drop off or pickup, we haven't had as much of that. So once we get that, you know, that ice broken, then it'll be exciting to share everything that, that we've seen. Yeah. And I'm, you know, something that might be different or, you know, some, some way that I'm really trying to think about a mindset is about how this is an opportunity 
to connect with families right i like that, that i haven't gotten this year and an opportunity to build relationships and highlight strengths and areas for growth and really build a partnership and i think i think i believe truly in my heart that this is achievable even if a report card isn't all sunshines and roses right you know i think um that if we if we step back up for a minute, teachers, and put ourselves in the position of a, a parent, even a parent of one of your students, what do you think, I th well, I'm thinking, like, what do, what do I think parents are worried most about this school year? Mm -hmm. Or what do I think they want to get at this conference? And in my opinion, they want to know, is my student learning and growing? Right. They probably, you know, in some bottom line, want to know, are they far behind? Or... Did they learn, did they lose a lot? Or, you know, they're all these things I think sometimes they're inundated with, but I do think at the core of it, parents just want to make sure their kids are learning and growing. Are they behaving, you know? And I think sure, it's yeah. important, right? Typical year part stuff, right? Yep. But I also think we just, in this time where we are at, I think we have to be as honest with parents as possible I don't think we have to paint a bleak picture by any means because right. I think there have been successes this year and, you know, you sometimes have to dig for them or, you know, you're looking at the glass half full, share the struggles, but also find the positives, find the things that are going well, find the areas where their student is doing really well because there are those nuggets and there are those things that you can share with parents that, is a light bulb or an area of growth, you know, from August to now, how is their child doing? And so I'm going to challenge everybody to think about parent-teacher conferences as an opportunity mm -hmm. to build relationships. It is about a report card. And, you know, we have been working to change this idea about students grow throughout the year. It's not just about an ABC. It's not just about a proficient, partially proficient advanced, right? It's not just about that. There is, there's value to that certainly but it is an opportunity to build a relationship that you don't always get with parents anymore right. so I think you know right. it's how we go into it that's the mood I, I I like that challenge and you know there is there is the report card growth but then there's some social social emotional growth there as well that I think parents are interested in especially mm. coming off of what we've come off of so I think that's a good that's a good challenge and I also heard you challenge us to put ourselves in the perspective of the parent. What do you think the parent wants to learn out of these meetings? So I, I like those ideas. So you I know. Yeah, go ahead. What, no, about the social emotional. I think yeah. it, you also might be an opportunity in there to like ask parents, how do students feel about being back in school? Exactly. You know, because we do talk about it at school, but you know, I, when they go home, parents, you know, I've always said this, parents are the best insight into kids, right? They know their kids the best. Mm -hmm. And so I think it would be an opportunity to say like, or ask like, you know, how's your, how's your child feeling about being back in school, you know, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, whatever it is, just really kind of getting a feel for it um, from a parent's perspective. That's great. How's the transition been for them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really, that's a good challenge. I like it. And so I think just practically, there are some key components in these meetings that are helpful to focus on. 
to make these meetings useful to everyone involved. And we know they're very, very short meetings, probably the shortest meetings that are ever scheduled. <laughs> so, um, and schools have some given guidelines about what we need to do. And we all know that pre-planning is what helps us to, to be confident in those meetings. But what are some of the first things that come to mind for you if we're going to streamline this, this process? Yeah, good point. I think one thing to really note is like, if your school, like you said, if your school has some guidelines, paperwork, things that they want you to go over, I think those are number one, right? Is there a school-wide sheet that everyone shares? Right. Is there, you know, um, in elementary schools, we talk about READ Act. You know, we talk about, and, you know, that's federally, you know, how students are doing at a reading grade level, K-3. And that's something in elementary schools that people are going to share, right? And so I think, that's the first. And that's why I think that all starts to go into like collecting like a body of evidence about the students, right? Whether that be some formal assessments, whether that, of course, you have your report card, their grades. Um, and so I think it's just student work that you've collected important pieces and, you know, not everything they've done. Right. I think another important thing is, you know, to kind of demystify or make transparent grading, you know, I think any of those rubrics that you created and used, you know, any um, help, you know, decoding the standards or making the standards friendly for parents, the things you've been working on Uh for the standards. I Uh think that's helpful, you know, just making it as clear as possible from for parents, because sometimes it's even confusing for us. And so I think, Uh you know, just getting as much student, um, family-friendly material ready. You know, we always, Amy, you and I talk about this, the ABC language of, of acronyms and all these things in yes. education and how important it is to like, you know, help parents understand because that's, that's the goal, right? Understanding is the goal right? in the quickest way possible. And so I think in preparing, I think those are essential, you know, building that body of evidence because we know that, a bigger body of ed- evidence for families makes it easier to share any and all results, discuss concerns, discuss growth, strengths, all of that. And it also helps like if it's not matching. I mean, we all have been there where our, you know, our iReady data or, you know, that formal assessment that's given on the computer that everybody takes school wide, you know, and then they're what they do in the classroom might not match. Right. right. And so the more information that we have for parents, I think um, not to inundate them with it, but I think it's important that that body evidence is, is, is enough to show where they are right now in the year. Right. And so to have think- that evidence, well, and to have that evidence be what's leading the conversation. Yeah. Um, so it's not just kind of as a teacher, my my subjective thoughts, feelings, and observations. It's, it's that with a mix of the actual data and assessments that I have that can inform those conversations and start to kind of dissect if that doesn't match how we're scoring and what I'm seeing in the classroom. Let's start to talk together about why it might not or um, that it is and we're in the right direction, whatever it might be. But I used to always try to remember to have that evidence, um, be what's guiding the conversation. So we're on the same team. Here's the evidence. Let's help, let's help translate it and answer questions and um, dissect it together. Yeah. And this is the time, right? Like if, if it's not clear to you, if, if a child 
is meeting a standard yet or not, or where they are in the standard. Like there's still time in the quarters for oh, yeah. most of us, right? To be giving another assessment or right. to be checking in with that kid, that student, sorry. And, you know, that kind of thing to make sure that we are really clear about where they are, which helps us in grading, right? Right. You know, sometimes I know I always try to look at the grades, like what's in the grade book at the beginning of the quarter, but then I go back a couple weeks before grading and I think, okay, do I have to match so that I am able to go in when I'm grading and put my information in and it feels reliable. It feels, mm. feels, you know, exactly what I need. And I think okay. also like giving parents a clear X ex- or in your mind, have this clear expectation of where we should be at this point in the year. I think, you know, sometimes it feels like we should be at the end already, right? Yeah. We, should, we should already be at a four and we should already be at a advanced or a proficient or whatever. And really these standards on our report cards oftentimes are end of the year standards, right? They are, you know, works in progress. And I think that's important for parents as well, you know, to make it as clear as possible. So preparation, I think that's really, it's like what makes you feel confident. That's really an important, that's really important. I'm, I'm thinking as um, when I sometimes hear parents talk about, you know, but I, we're still, not proficient. We're still approaching. Well, we should be still approaching. We just started. So, um, we should still be working on those standards. That's a good point to remember. So, and helping parents understand what that really means. So do you have a, an agenda? I'm always asking for a checklist, but is there an agenda that you follow Renee to get you through these meetings that you have found effective? Yeah. Um, for sure. I think, um, no matter how long, or short your conference is, here's sort of my hit list, right? I would say, here are the things I'm going to, and it's, it almost goes in sequential order, okay. right? So if I have formal data, I'm going to share that formal data first, meaning um, like computerized, standardized information. I'm going to share that with some explanation about what the score means and what does the test look like? And, you know, I think that the value in that is it's reliable and objective, right? It's, it's not my, it's not my assessment. I right. didn't score it. A computer scored it. Hundreds of thousands of kids take this. And I, so I'm sharing this data with you and it gives you one data point. Remember to share that with parents. It's just one data point that doesn't talk about a student, right? Even right. How a student is at school is not this whole kid. It's just how they are in one data point. And so the point. I think you have to always go with that. Then I think you have your, specific intentional pieces of data that you've collected, whether that be a formal classroom assessment, end of the unit, maybe it's uh, something from the last couple of weeks, maybe it's a running record, maybe it's a piece of writing. Um, you know, in science, maybe it's an experiment, maybe it's one page from a learning log. Okay. You know, I try to think about these big items towards the end of the quarter, honestly, because you know what, you said that right, we've been working towards something maybe we are at the end of a standard. And so I've given them, you know, I've done these informals along the way. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about, you know, this at the end, what did they show me, what they knew without any assistance that's going to guide my instruction for later, but I'm going to show parents right now, this is where we are, where we've gotten, Mm -hmm. yeah, where we've gotten. And then we all do this all the time, but I think it's especially important in a conference, I'm going to come prepared with what I'm going to do for maybe till the end of, what's my goal for the end of the year? And then by the end of next quarter, we're going to set a goal. Like what, where are we going to be at? Where, what, what's our reading score going to be? Or 
where are we going to be on this standard? Or between now and the next time we get to connect. Yeah. Now, yep. Between now and the next time we connect. And what am I like, not just what's the goal, but kind of like, how can we get there? And what, what's possible in school? You know, I think there's even, I always, you know, kind of give a set of, in elementary school, I think, I'll be honest, I think it's a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, but I give a menu of choices of things that parents can do to support because oftentimes I have parents asking me like, what can I be doing at home? Or, right, always. You know, and I don't, I'll be honest, I don't want to add to anyone's plate. We all have a lot to do, but I do want to, I do want to put together some menu items and, you know, some things that come to my mind or in reading is, you know, 20 minutes of reading a night or, you know, reading, reading time allowed on the weekend or, you know, additions of traction facts or, you know, even observations of numbers or I think in higher grades about fractions and recipes. And, you know, I, you know, I just try to give some really like easy, concrete things that can happen in the car. That can right. Happen. I was just going to say, you're always so good at finding just those good natural times in the day. So it's not another thing on the list. Right. Right. And so um, I think it's just really important that we do have ideas for parents because they, they, they want to help their children. Um, they want to know what they can do to help. And so I think, I think we, I always try to come with that. And I, you know, I think it's grade level specific, subject specific, you know, um, but I think, you know, just giving parents ideas of how to help because it takes a village. It really does take a village. Yep. I'm not trying to put any more onto parents, but I'm also, if you're asking, I want to give you some concrete things yeah. that, that you can do that will be helpful. That'll be helpful to your child. Um, and so, you know, for me, those, I'll be honest, those are the, you know, that's kind of the agenda for me. And then I think it's also like, do you have questions for me? And I think I can tell you that it's a scary thing to put out there, right? <laughs> it's a really important part though. It is. It's so important, but it's, it's scary. But I think, you know, as we're trying to build connection, as we're trying to build partnerships, we have to be open to this other line of communication from parents. And this is their opportunity to work with us, right. to talk with us, to give us information. You know, I think parents are often very respectful of teachers time and maybe don't send that email, but maybe make a list at the conferences of things they want to talk about or questions that they have or their wonderings. Right. And so right. I think it's important that we honor that and that we, give the time, even in that, even if they ask you a, a question that you don't know the answer to, or you're not sure about, you know, giving time and space for parents to have that communication. I think, I know it's so important. And I know that Amy, you and I, as parents, we, <laughs> we have that same thought when we have a parent teacher conference, right? Right. We're, we're here. We are here. Teachers are planning for conferences, but parents are probably, a lot of parents are probably planning for conferences as well. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I think if we were to sum it up with a practical tip to think about in these next few weeks as conferences or we're preparing for conferences is to have and focus on that body of evidence. I heard you point out the way that it will build confidence in us as teachers going into those con conferences. If we have that. It will also help reassure our families about what as teachers we're seeing and saying in the classroom. Um, so to have that body of evidence built and therefore 
pre-planned and there for parents and families to see. Yep. I agree. I think that body of evidence just, you know, helps everybody just see, just see the data at this point in time and Mm -hmm. then what we're going to do about it. Yeah. There's so much left. Yep. There's so much. (laughs) Well, thank you, Renee. Yes, it was great. I think this is a great episode. Um, Thanks everybody for joining us and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Take care. Hey teachers, quick question. How are you feeling about student conferences? Head back up to the description and send us a message. Let us know how you're feeling. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us here at Copy Room Chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and click the button so you don't miss any of the chat. And remember, head over to www.thepracticalteachers.com for more resources and to sign up for our monthly newsletter.